Welcome to Taking Back Birth, a podcast for women who know the truth about birth and those who want to explore the path of radical birth love. I'm your host, Marin Green. Taking Back Birth celebrates the power you have to make decisions in alignment with your own truth. Decisions not subject to anyone else's authority. Decisions that create experiences that will change your life. Taking Back Birth is a production of the Indie Birth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Happy 2024. So nice to see you here and how lucky we all are to be alive during this time. This is my first podcast of the year and I definitely thought about the subject matter and how that might frame the year ahead. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about how, why, all of that uh, around moving away from the word midwife. But first, let's see, what sort of update? Well, the most obvious thing that you may notice is that it could be loud today. Usually Jason takes the little kids out of the house for podcast recording, but I told him not to worry about it today because we and they have already been out a whole lot. It is a beautiful summer, really, beach day here. So we've been at the park, we've been at the beach, and I think they're done. I think they're not needing to go anywhere else. So we'll see how this goes. I am not afraid to go ahead with it but any number of things could happen. And some of them might be dog related. I have sweet Ozzy, the large, large mix that I rescued and talked about last podcast or a couple of podcasts ago, I guess. He is here. He is my shadow. He is my shadow. I thought Henna was my shadow, but she is a lot more independent. She is a six-year-old dog. And if you're a dog person, you might agree that to me, I've noticed that the female dogs are more independent. They kind of like are attached when they want to be, but they really have a mind of their own. And for better or for worse, the male dogs I have had, including Ozzy here, are very sweet and they're very connected and they're very um, not as independent. Let's put it that way. Ozzy also just has some fears that we need to work on. So I am his safe person. And one of my goals going forward, working with him this year, uh, isn't to like train him into submission, although he definitely has stuff we need to work on, but to really just develop a relationship with him that allows him to realize he's safe and allows him to grow in his doggy confidence really and independence he's not the most confident guy right now so he literally follows me to the bathroom it's that kind of thing but it's very very sweet and so you might hear him you might hear him kind of panting Uh, he did come to the beach with us and to be honest that was a complete disaster he is not ready for that kind of stimulation yet so it was a short trip and he is exhausted that's the dog update Um, on other fronts I am going to Spain in 2024 with my daughter, Amelia. I hope to teach a one day sort of whatever birth, indie birth workshop 
in Barcelona or near Barcelona. So I'm working on getting that together. If you are in that area, I'd love to meet you. I will eventually soon have a page up where people can read about the event and buy a ticket if they so choose. And that would be really fun to combine birth and travel and just having fun while I adventure around Europe for a little tiny bit of time. And it really will be a tiny bit of time. The flight from Hawaii to Barcelona is 24 hours. So I'm not going to complain because I get to go kid free uh, other than my 21 year old. So I'm not going to complain, but that is a long trip. And I will be there about six full days and then turn around and come home. So we shall see. Also on the agenda this new year is my postpartum hands-on retreat here on Oahu. And that is uh, February, I don't know, February 8th or 9th or something. And it's two days. That's two days here. And that's also going to be really awesome. I obviously don't have to travel for that but many people are. And if you're still interested in that, there are a couple of spots left. So hunt me down or hunt down the link on Instagram. And I'd love to see you at this postpartum retreat. That is for anyone really that's interested in how to serve women after birth. And I think it'll really speak to people at different places on the path as well. So if you're brand new, I think it'll be fun and enlightening and you'll get some great basic skills. And if you're more experienced in the postpartum world, I think there will still be a lot to gather and um, connections to be made. And, you know, taking your practice of the postpartum time even more deep. So that's what's coming up this new year. It's quite exciting. Uh, I feel like maybe I will do some travel In addition to what I've already mentioned, maybe this is the year where I take a couple of trips and see the world and who knows, maybe it's not, maybe I'm just going to do those couple of things and then be here, uh, which essentially is feeling like home these days. So that's kind of a fun development. (sighs) Other than that, I, at the moment, um, and, and I'm recording this right before the new year. So I'll speak as if it is the new year, because that is when you all will be hearing this. Uh, I don't really have resolutions or anything like that. I just want to be a better person. I want to be a better human. And there's lots of things I'm learning and working on and dreams I have and you know, all that good stuff. But I find that for me, the time after solstice, which was one of my last podcasts, really sets the stage for the energy returning. So for some people, maybe it is January 1st. And certainly they do overlap because after solstice, we do get the new year, but I haven't really thought about it that way in a while. So we shall see what unfolds this year. More love, more connection, more unraveling of my own story, my own life always feels like a good thing to me. I am, as I mentioned, starting the uh, somatic experiencing training in January. So that's a three-year program. I'm kind of nervous, honestly, because it's like a huge chunk of time um, at first, or I mean, maybe it is every time we meet, but it's like a three, three or four day thing. 
and it's all day. The one saving grace being that it's over by about 1 p.m. my time, I think. Um, so it, it doesn't actually take up my whole day. I just have to get up really early. So again, I'm not going to complain about that. It's just something on my radar of kind of being nervous about, you know, what if I don't like it or what if it feels overwhelming or, you know, any of the above when we take on a new level of training in something I think is normal. And maybe that'll weave into my talk about midwifery today. But I've really been enjoying learning in general uh, through this other organization called the Embody Lab. So if you're interested in somatic trauma work, I've really enjoyed their certification training that I'm just about done with just about done. It's been really cool to learn from so many experts in so many very specific fields, even though it's all under this heading of somatic trauma training. So my life is really full and my brain is also really full. uh, And that feels good. It feels really exciting to have many possibilities in the year ahead. And birth is, of course, one of them. I don't know any more than I did last week or last month how that will continue to play out in my life, but I know that it's safe to say at this point that I'm not going anywhere in the birth world. Um, The birth usually finds me, and at this point, it's more about how much time I want to give it because there's so many other things that I'm really curious and interested in. That might be the end of my update. I think so. I think for now that feels like a great place to stop. And briefly, at least before I get interrupted, get into this mini topic, so to speak, about moving beyond the word midwife. This is not new. This is not new. So to give you a little bit of recent history and very recent Margot and I do a full moon Zoom every month. And you are invited if you didn't know about that. But the last full moon, which was a couple of weeks ago, we talked about this topic. We we talked about how we're moving away from the word midwife and basically, you know, whatever came out came out in that hour. And people maybe had comments or questions and it was good. It was fun. In fact, you can watch it on YouTube if you'd like. It's on the Indie Birth YouTube channel. Uh, And so I don't want to repeat that. There's no point in doing that. And I'm sure I have some other and different things to say that maybe give more clarity since, since we did that, since we released the full moon and the video of that. People have definitely had questions and some of them are just, you know, people in the world Um, Our indie birth midwifery students have definitely had questions. And so I really have no plan for what I'm going to say right now (laughs) or today. Um, But I think it'll come out in the way it's meant to. And again, I'm not planning on this being super long because there is already a full hour. Uh, The other reason I'm not planning on making a dissertation of this topic is because this has been a very long time coming. As I said, this is not new. So maybe you're new. There's lots of new people to our world. I love that. Maybe you're new to indie birth. That's awesome. However, this idea of wrestling 
And, and I don't necessarily feel that way now, but like over the last 12 years, so more than a decade, I have definitely wrestled with the word midwife. Those of you that don't know, I was licensed as a midwife by the state of Arizona back in 2009. And I think that's right, 2009, yeah. And then by 2012, I had already been through like a two-year legal battle with the state of Arizona over my license. And uh, in 2012, I eventually gave the license back, at which point I did not know if I could slash should slash would use the word midwife any longer. And at that point in time, it was largely because the state of Arizona, and, and this is in many states, although honestly, I don't know how true it is. Like, I don't, I don't know that you can really own a term. But by God, the state of Arizona, at least in like the statutes that are written around midwifery licensing, they do try. I'm pretty sure it's still worded that way. So it does say somewhere in the law that, you know, anybody using the word midwife that isn't a licensed midwife is basically lying is basically using it illegally and blah, 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 blah. And in Arizona, it's a felony or was, it probably still is, to practice as a midwife when you're not a licensed midwife. Well, obviously, I didn't care about that because I practiced there for 10 years and I did use the word midwife. So initially, I thought about, you know, giving it back with the license in fact, funny indie birth history here, when I did that, I obviously changed my bio on the indie birth site, right? I went from being a licensed midwife to sort of trying to tell this story in a nutshell. And at that time, 12 years ago, <clears throat> excuse me, I did quote the famous Janine Parvati Baker and her word birthkeeper and the definition of birthkeeper. So funny enough, you know, fast forward now, everybody knows what that word is, and that's a whole other thing. But at the time, no one knew what that was, and I thought it was a cool word, and I tried utilizing it, but it didn't really catch on personally. Like, I was still in the same town, I was still going to births. In other words, no matter what I had decided to call myself, people were still calling me a midwife. And any attempt to change that at that time brought a lot of confusion to me and them. So again, I sort of half tried, it didn't really catch on, and it made people more confused because they started saying things like, oh, well, then she doesn't attend births, or, you know, she only attends free births. Like, it got massively miscommunicated what it meant to have midwifery training, but to not call oneself a midwife. That was 12 years ago. So admittedly, I went back to using the word midwife, even though I wasn't licensed, I didn't care that they thought they owned it because that's silly. And over the last 12 years, obviously, I've wrestled and been thoughtful, I think more recently been thoughtful I don't feel, and this is a little repetitive from my Zoom, but um, I don't feel a victim to it. You know, back then it was like, no, 
they don't own the word. Like, I'm not going to let them take this word that's so meaningful. And truly, I didn't really have a better way of describing what I did because I did things differently back then anyway. And I really was working as a midwife. So, you know, it felt a little disingenuous as well to say whatever I could have said back then. I, I knew I was a midwife. That's what I was doing. Um, so, yeah, where was I going with that? Hmm. I don't know exactly where I was going with that, but I guess to fast forward it, I don't feel like a victim anymore. As I shared, I don't really care. And that's where this is funny in a sense that this is even a podcast. However, I understand that it feels more important to other people. So maybe I'm doing this for other people. I'm not really wrestling with it anymore. I'm not really uncomfortable Um, If I didn't have a school that was training women to have midwifery skills amongst other skills and attend births, nobody would care what I was calling myself. And I probably wouldn't be talking out loud about it. It would just be a natural transition. But because I am in the world as somebody that does this, uh, here I am sharing it. But it doesn't feel like a big deal to me. It doesn't mean it has to feel that way to everybody. Uh, I think if I get into talking about, you know, maybe some student reactions, it's not bad or good. It's not wrong or right. But I can see being at a point in life where that feels really important. It feels really important to hold on to this word because maybe it defines you. Maybe you don't know who you are without it. Maybe who knows why. Um, I can relate to that because I was actually there. So again, um, it's not a big deal to me at the moment other than sharing more about the vision that I have, that Margo and I both have for the future. Because at the end of it, it kind of feels like who cares what we're called. But again, I think if you're new on this path, um, you probably feel a little differently. And I understand that, you know, I understand working hard for this title. I worked very hard for the title. I did all the tests. I did the CPM thing. I had the CPM thing. So I admittedly am not at the same place that many people are if they're earlier in the journey. Although I think it's totally possible, obviously, to kind of be a forward thinker. And even if you're somebody that's like, okay, yeah, I was focused on this word. Um, But wow, okay. Like, I don't need to copy them. I don't need to, you know, call myself whatever Marin or Margo is. But oh, wow, like, that's so cool that the vocabulary can open up. Like, why are we all clinging to something that doesn't work? And I think that is a huge part of it for me, is that I don't even want it on most days. I don't want that word. There's a lot of connotations and, um, you know, just the version, the version of midwifery that's currently offered in the mainstream, even home birth midwifery, is not my style. Maybe it was once, but it's not anymore. So I really, truly feel an authentic move away from this word. It's not for um, creating a rise out of anybody. It's not because I don't want to go to births anymore. I mean, we've heard all kinds of silly, you know, uh, rumors in a sense, or people trying to guess why we wouldn't use it. And, you know, go ahead and guess but there's nothing shady going on there. I'll I'll use it if I want to use it. And I won't if I won't. And there really is no hidden reason. The most 
obvious and transparent reason is that that is what feels aligned, um, not using it and coming up with something else. And the something else, uh, I'll share what I've been using, but I think I've shared already. And, you know, that may change for me as well. I'm not married to any of these words. That's kind of ridiculous. I don't want to be married to any word. Okay. I was going to read something I wrote, and you may have read it, although our Instagram account has um, been just really awful lately. Ah, All the stupid social media stuff, shadow bans and the like. So I thought I'd read it here because it kind of came to me in a whim, you know, like I didn't really think about this. It's just this is what came out when I thought about where I want to go in 2024 and in the future in general with being in this role, whatever you want to call it. This is where I want to go with it. So again, there is no wrong or right. People should totally call themselves whatever resonates with them. But if you're part of our community, if you're part of our vision, then this may inspire you. Okay, so here I go. Here is what I wrote. Instead of midwife, we dream of a higher consciousness of simply being. We are not our roles, titles, or professions. This is not our identity. Yet applying our God-given skills and gifts in walking with women is why we are here. How that is described varies because it is essentially a following our own light journey. No two will be the same. The ancient role of midwife is being remembered and also redreamed. No longer is the midwife only the birth attendant, the savior, the expert. Midwife does not represent who she is. She is a wise woman who remembers what it is like to be whole in herself. Her participation with women on their pregnancy and birth journey comes from her soul. She has many talents and abilities, yet can't be summed up in one word or put in a box. She is creation. She is the priestess, here to help the evolution of consciousness by welcoming new souls through the womb of women to this earth. She offers love, intuition, guidance, counseling, midwifery, or medical skills when needed, interpretation when needed, a desire to get to the root and bottom of things, a way of helping each woman go further and dig deeper. She is valuable as a consult and guide, yet she sees in the background, supporting women who understand true responsibility and holding space for the transformation that birth will bring. She is connected primarily to spirit or source in whatever form, God, Mother Earth, etc., that speaks to her. She recognizes this connection as her main route to understanding and not understanding the mysterious process of pregnancy and birth. She is wise in her experience and takes nothing for granted. Birth itself is a force that usually requires nothing, except when it does, and she sits prepared for those moments as well. The evolution of her own soul has brought her here. Her own deep work within has allowed her to mirror, reflect, and guide the women that come to her. She does not hold the answers, but holds a safe space for the women to look within. She is able to ebb and flow with the uniqueness of each powerful woman she serves, yet is anchored firmly in self. That's what I wrote. And as I read it, I don't know about you, but it sounds very normal in the best way to me. It's like, oh, yeah, of course, that's what we do. Right? Of course, that's what we do. So maybe it is really just a remembering, as I said, a remembering and a recreating, because certainly 
this is not the absolute first time that women have served in this way from their soul, all parts of themselves, um, you know, working on those things, working on their own relationship wounds, working on their own trauma wounds, and being able to sit sort of neutral in the space with women. Um, I think that's largely been done with women in the past. They were the wise women, right? They were the healers, they were the priestesses, whatever word you want to call them. And so when I really sit with that, and like sit with those feelings, I feel very comforted. I feel very at home, I feel very aligned. And it feels just natural, like, of course, that's what I'm here to do. So really, again, it's just taking it out into the world and dealing with such a black and white world that we live in. I think that's the only reason this is a conversation uh, to make it more clear that for us, for me, this is who I am. This is why I'm here. And we're just juxtaposing it at this point against this one word that doesn't mean all those things anymore. So it could, right? It could, maybe midwives of the past were what I just read to you, but that's not what I'm seeing. That's not what I'm feeling. That's not really what I believe. When I acknowledge, uh, I don't think it's, it's worth pretending like it doesn't exist. Um, modern midwifery is what it is. And as I've shared, I've played my part in that. I probably done that, you know, I was trained in some of those ways. And it's taken me this long to kind of come out this other side. And I think there are many sides. So I came out one of the sides right now. And I remembered for me, what was true, if that makes sense. So it's really not so much of a rejection, or a like, I don't like that, or, you know, nobody should use the word. It's like, no, for me, what I read to you feels the most true. And I just don't think there is any one word that really sums up the presence and the beingness of what I aspire to and the track that I'm on in my own life. It's an interesting conversation, isn't it? It is. And for women that feel attached to that word, or it feels really personal, or it feels whatever it feels, uh, my recommendation, you know, if anyone asks, and, you know, our students, I think, um, definitely fit in that category, because I know some were really taking it personally. Uh, the recommendation is, of course, just to sit with that, like, I can't make it right for you. And, you know, what I say, shouldn't really affect anybody. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the training, at the end of the school, right at the end of it, you are going to be who you are. And I just don't know what that is, right? It's kind of silly. Uh, midwifery skills is something I hope you learn from me and our school. And I hope you learn many other things from us and other people and in other places, right? So again, it just feels really narrow and really short sighted to call yourself a midwife if that's only one little part of what you feel you offer. If that's not true, if really midwife sums it up for you, 
then again, go for it. I'm not really going to focus on that. People are welcome to do whatever they do. But I know for us, for me, over the last 12 years, um, it has also brought a lot of confusion, so sort of self-confusion in some moments. And I've been very transparent about my journey, especially of the last year. And, you know, I'm working through um, things as much as anyone is. But my relinquishing of this word is not from a place of trauma. It's from a place of seeing the effects of using a word that people do not understand. So you may sit with that should you choose as well. And if you have the experience to even digest that, even know what I'm saying. But there are people in the world who want a savior. They want the doctor. They want the midwife. And I don't want to be in this game of egos with people. I have done that. I have learned. I have learned many lessons. And for people that are still hanging on to the word midwife and think, you know, oh, she's just not using it because whatever, um, go for it. Like, go learn your lessons. Go tell people you're a midwife and maybe it'll work out great for you. And maybe you'll learn some of the same lessons, which is there's just not enough nuance there if if you're truly offering, you know, this like, I think, um, very deep, connected way of being and serving, uh, there's just not a word for it. And if you try to trap yourself into a word, which again, everybody's welcome to do, you might learn, um, you might learn, you might learn similar lessons, you might learn different lessons. uh, But I guess I'm sharing that it comes from many years of experience. And as I've shared, I've moved through that path myself. So um, I started with the word midwife. I was so excited to be a midwife. I really was. And I remember when I was still a student, um, this is a silly story, but it goes to show you how much this word meant to me at the time. Uh, We lived in Chicago when I was an apprentice midwife and the parking is really crazy if you don't know. So we lived on the street with this huge Italian, or no, not Italian, Mexican Catholic church. And on Sundays, they would just double park. And so you couldn't get your car out. And it was just like expected. So anyway, I remember my husband going out to like talk to someone about moving their car. And he said, my wife is a midwife, she's going to have to get her car out of here. And I was like, kind of shocked. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, you told them I was a midwife. Like, it sounds so silly, but I was really looking forward to being one. (laughs) And I knew I wasn't one at the same time. So it felt kind of weird that he had shared that. Um, I was many years from feeling like I could call myself that. So for those of you that feel that way, I totally understand that I had many years of kind of like anxiously awaiting, you know, somebody calling me the midwife. Uh, to know that I had like gotten there. And you know, I think there's something really sweet. And it's not all just like crazy ego. Um, I worked really hard as many of you are doing out there and for a woman, especially to address you as her midwife um, is really sweet and special. And it can mean a lot. And it has meant a lot to me over the years, it really, really, truly has. So I don't want to sound ungrateful for that. And I don't want to demean anybody that, you know, is feeling that way. Uh, I just wanted to take the time to more fully explain how it's just not representative of where I am now. 
that's really simply it. It's just not representative of where I am now. And I love, I love changing things like this. Um, I love expanding what I think. And I love pushing people to expand what they think. I'm sure you've noticed over the years. Uh, so it's not in order. And as far as our school goes, we will be announcing the new name of the school soon. But it's not a, a total, like we're throwing it all out. Again, I think midwifery skills are really important to learn if you're going to be fully competent in this role. So we're not never going to say the word midwife. I think it's really cool that we are one of the only schools that offer, as we've always said, the science and the sacred. And honestly, midwifery skills fall under both the science and the sacred. I wouldn't even put them in a box. Um, there are certain medical skills that we do know, or maybe we learn for emergency reasons. We're not going to throw those out. Uh, so really, I think this is such an expansive move. I'm not sure that everybody will take the time to listen to this or other things we put out. I'm not sure how it kind of comes across generally. Maybe it sounds like, again, a, a shock value kind of thing, but it is not. This is a very well-timed and aligned move, I think, for me and for Margot and I both and Indie Birth. All right, everybody. I think that's about all I've got for today. Somehow I got through this without dog noise or kid noise. So I must really have been destined to record this podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Of course, I love getting emails. Um, I usually do write back to people, even if it's just very brief. So I always love hearing your thoughts around these podcast topics and other things in general. And I'm wishing you the most beautiful, joyful, healthy start to this year. 